All right, breaking down last night's federal election results, and as you know, it's another liberal minority, basically the exact same parliament. A couple interesting stories in Alberta to follow, though. We're still waiting on one. Uh, Edmonton Centre, still up in the air. Only a couple hundred votes separating the Conservative incumbent, James Cumming, and his Liberal challenger, Randy Boissonneau. Uh, so that one's going to be decided much later today, if not tomorrow. And in terms of Mill Woods, most outlets saying that Conservative Tim Upple has won that. He has a lead of about 2,000 votes over the Liberal Ben Henderson. But there are about 3,000 mail-in ballots out there. So uh, Tim Upple not making any speeches yet, not declaring victory. He's going to wait and see. So a couple of writings still outstanding in the province of Alberta. Uh, let's try and break this down, though. Uh, we were just having a discussion um, in terms of what I thought this meant for Justin Trudeau. And I don't know. I mean, he's really billing this as he's received another strong mandate from Canadians. No, no, you didn't. You had you got the same mandate you had before. You, you were looking for a majority. You didn't get it. Um, I don't know if he can call this a mandate. A minority government is never really seen as a strong mandate, especially when you win your minority government with the lowest popular vote margin ever in the history of the country. So I don't think it's a strong mandate. What does it mean for him going forward? Let's get some expert analysis here. We're going to chat with Dr. Elisa Young, who is a professor in political science at the University of Calgary. Dr. Young, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us. My pleasure. So do I have it wrong on Justin Trudeau? He's billing this as a big win and a very strong mandate and a great message from Canadians. But if you break it down a little bit, it looks to me like, yeah, maybe not so much. Yeah, I I think I agree with you there. I mean, he didn't win big. On the other hand, he didn't lose. He's still prime minister. So, you know, it's uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag there. I I do think, though, when we think about the question of mandate, um, I think he would... He really can't claim mandate in the way that, you know, some of uh, his talking points have suggested. And, uh, you know, the fact that he wasn't able to really articulate why he needed a majority, that there wasn't, you know, a clear set of policies that he couldn't get through without a majority, now comes back to, you know, really... Uh, feed into that question of what does he have a mandate to do? Mm -hmm. Certainly he can govern, but I don't think that he can claim that, you know, Canadians have, you know, given a ringing endorsement of uh, the path forward here. So, I mean, he is the prime minister and, uh, you know, he won a minority government. You don't typically think of uh, the leader being in trouble after winning an election, but at the same time, it's two minority governments. You haven't been able to move it into majority territory in four years now. Is there a question about Justin Trudeau's leadership heading into the next election, perhaps? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, it's it's one thing for a party to change its leader when they're in opposition. Sure. It's quite a different thing to unseat a prime minister. And it's not really clear to me that there is a strong faction in the federal Liberal Party right now that would try to oust him. So, you know, he may very well reflect uh, over the next year or so on whether he wants to lead uh the party into another election. There might be some growing pressure in the party, but for right now, I, I think if he wants to continue, he probably can for at least one more election. Um, what about the Conservative Party? Aaron O'Toole, I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the Conservatives have an automatic um, leadership review if they don't win an election. So he might have to go through that process. What do you think in terms of his leadership? Is he safe to try and lead them into the next election, whenever that may be? 
No, I don't think he is safe. And I think, you know, even when we look at what he was saying last night when he uh, spoke um, after the results had come in, he was emphasizing that there would be another election in 18 months. Yeah, and yeah. that was part of laying the groundwork for why he shouldn't be turfed as leader, right? We've got to be ready. Yep. There's an another, another election coming. You hardly have time to have another leadership contest. So he is clearly already on the defensive. And there are you know, some pretty prominent conservatives who have been calling for his head even before uh, the, the votes were counted. What about the fact that, and I think Aaron O'Toole worked hard to try and move that party closer to the centre over this very short campaign and his very short time as leader. I think that was a pretty clearly stated goal that he had. Um, can you say, oh, that was the wrong thing to do based on two years and one election campaign, or is that sort of a long-term plan that conservatives would serve themselves well to let play out? Well, you know, I, I think the Conservatives are best uh, positioned to decide what, you know, what they're going to do with another election coming. Um, I think that, you know, what we saw really does demonstrate the dilemma that the Conservative yes. Party has right now. Um, we didn't know until the election was called that Aaron O'Toole was going to position himself closer to the centre. He had talked a lot about, you know, those core issues that are of real interest to the party's base here in Alberta and in Saskatchewan, um, you know, talking a lot about the importance of the energy industry, for example, praising Premier Kenny for his handling of, of COVID. And those are the things that you do to keep the party happy. Those are the things you do to keep money flowing into the party. He didn't let the party know until the election started and he dropped his platform that he had made a clear decision to move closer to the center. So I think there's a lot of unhappiness inside the party about that, and that's going to be one of the dimensions of the discussion of his leadership moving forward. Um, yeah, we'll see how that one plays out. When it comes to uh, the NDP, Jagmeet Singh, you know, and I sort of got the impression watching the debates, uh, I wonder if you agree that he, he knows his position. He knows that he is an opposition critic, and I think he's pretty happy with it. He leveraged it very well in the last minority government and managed to get some concessions from the Liberals. Um, he seems like a pretty smart and savvy operator, knowing full well that he's not going to be government, but taking advantage of his position. So he's probably not too upset with what happened last night. That's absolutely fair. I mean, I think if there was a winner last night, in some ways, you know, he could claim to, to be a winner. Um, didn't change, uh, you know, his seats very much, but he's still in the same position of being able to influence public policy without having to answer, you know, many of the hard questions that you have to answer when you're in government. So, you know, and, and we've had some very successful governments in Canadian history that have been, you know, the Liberals being pushed in a direction right. by the NDP. So I think, you know, he, he is likely to do his very best to leave a legacy um, over the next couple of years in that role as a third party. Um, okay, a couple more before I let you go. First of all, minority governments in this country usually have a lifespan of under two years. Do you think we're going to be repeating this exercise that soon, or is everybody's appetite just so we don't want an election? Uh, this one might last a little bit longer. What do you think uh, the chances of heading back to the polls within a couple of years are? 
you know, it's going to be really interesting to see. And and first of all, we need to understand that, you know, a year and a half or two years from now, the public mood might be quite different. We're going to be two years post-pandemic. And, you know, are are we going to be having a giddy economic recovery or are we going to be dragged down by the impact of the pandemic? That is, it's hard to know which of those is likely. And I think that will affect the likelihood of an election. Um, I, I think that, you know, um, the, the Liberals would be foolish to call another election uh, looking for a majority. I think, you know, they, they suffered enough this time around. They aren't likely to do that. So now the question is going to be, you know, are the opposition parties going to want to call a new election? Will they be able to find a reason to take Canada back to the polls to defeat the government? So, you know, lots of uh, lots of questions there. Um, Last one. Uh, We saw a pretty substantial erosion of conservative support in Alberta, down about 15 percent in terms of popular vote. Um, Is Justin Trudeau celebrating some inroads in Alberta? I mean, he only got two of the four by the looks of it, two went to the NDP. Um, but he, he's at least going to have somebody from Alberta at the table now uh, when he has cabinet decisions. Does, does this change the relationship between Trudeau and the Prairies, do you think? Yeah, I think it does. And, you know, I, I think Trudeau um, has, since he, he took on party leadership, I think he has really placed a lot of emphasis on trying to have a different legacy in Western Canada than his father. And, you know, he was able to make some inroads in 2015. He lost them in 2019. But certainly, you know, he had Christian Freeland here a lot of the time Mm -hmm. with buckets of money for various things, um, trying to, you know, keep Alberta and Saskatchewan sort of in the fold. It's so much easier if you've got one or two cabinet ministers from Alberta. So, you know, his his cabinet-making task is now easier because he's got at least one MP from uh, Alberta. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. That's an obvious choice. Uh, Dr. Young, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate the insight. My pleasure. That is Dr. Lisa Young, who is a professor of political studies, or political science, rather, at the University of Calgary.